Hello, Pesto Posse. Welcome to episode 26 of the Pesto Pete's podcast. Almost two years to the day from my first episode, March 29th, 2019. Lots happened since then, Thirsty Mofo. And I'll say it has, Pete. And I have not even introduced you yet. That uh-huh. was kind of my that was kind of my kind of offhanded introduction. Like well, it sounded right at the beginning, like oh, I'm all by myself, then boom, there you are. After two years, Thirsty Mofo <laughs> needs no introduction. <laughs> I there's probably busloads of people that think that same thing. Well, you know, we you did mention just before going on air that we have a few new listeners from some foreign countries, so they may not be familiar with Thirsty Mofo, depending on which episode. Yeah, we don't, you know, my analytics don't tell me when they started listening or what they've listened to. So thank you for that incredible segue. Um, So we've mentioned in the past, India, Mexico, Germany, right? Yes. They've been surpassed. (laughs) I seem to think we mentioned Ireland before, but you didn't remember Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Puerto Rico, which all new. isn't necessarily a foreign country because we basically own them. Uh, <laughs> they don't like it when we say that. Oh, they don't? Or oh, the ownership thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. Well, we're friends with them. Like, we won't bomb them. Is that how that works? <laughs> There's a little more than that. Actually, but... there's a beach in Puerto Rico. It's supposed to be, like, pristine, but you can't go there because there's potentially, like, undetonated bombs. They, they bomb, like, half of Puerto Rico in test. They used to test... Military. We'll we'll look that up. We're gonna All do right. some for the next episode, but we'll do some fact finding on that. But I'll find out the name of the beach. I might even do that uh, prior to the end of the episode. If you get all chatty, wow. I could probably look that up without uh, losing uh, losing our momentum. But uh, beyond Puerto Rico, we got one like oh Cardinal, light years away in Australia. Oh yeah, the down under. Crikey, Mike, we're across the equator. And then, and then some. <laughs> well, thank you to all our foreign listeners. We appreciate yes, well, it. I, Bahamas. Bahamas, too. Bahamas. Yeah. It's not necessarily, you know, that's close, but not that close. Yeah. Right? We're only an internet away. <laughs> you have fished there, and uh, someone picked up on that. Yeah, that might have been it, right? Fish in the Bahamas. Yeah. 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 Um, relatively unsuccessfully, but that's all right. I still tried. <laughs> So thanks for listening, folks, to episode 26. That's it. Good night. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we, uh, we, this has been a nice little run, and we've got, we've got people. I just had my hair cut tonight, right? Let's go. Let's go really like Seinfeld, like just obvious stuff. Looking good. Looking Thank good. You, you, got new, you got a new lid on. New lid. You like that? Yeah. Sims. Sims fishing, you know, fly fishing. Wow. It's their, it's their version of camo. It's called uh, their trout. version of camo. It's called trout. <laughs> no, it had a name, and it was on the, it was on the thing. And uh, yeah, it kind of it kind of caught my eye. I, you know? I like it. Makes Looks me look good sneaky. With your, new, your new haircut, which you can't see much of my hair. Yeah, exactly. It's under there. But so I was talking to my barber, Dan, at Neighborhood Barbershop, Norfolk, Massachusetts. Great guy. And he was like, "I tell everybody about your podcast." And I guess there's a guy in Foxborough who has a sports podcast. It's called like Sports and Shit or something like that. <laughs> and Dan's like, oh, "You know, I don't think that's going to market very well." I said, "I think it's probably going to market great." Sure. You know, who cares? <clears throat> so who cares? Dan, we got we got all kinds of people. Your nephews are our listeners now. Yeah. You know, they they've they've bought into the Pesto Pete uh, tidal wave. Part of the posse. Part yeah. of the posse. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to have you in the posse. I don't know if uh if Terrence is necessarily a Pesto Pete posse member 
or a thirsty mofo gang member. Yeah, I, I'm guessing that if he didn't know that his his favorite uncle was uh, was on the podcast, <laughs> he'd be listening. But Terrence, it's all about me, all right? Um, well, it's all been good, and and I like I always like to do Charlie. We're trying to whittle this down a little bit because the, the the partners are just becoming overwhelming. But I'm gonna go. You, you're looking at my notes, going, "Oh God, I hope he doesn't read that whole thing." But uh, Quiet Cat, Q I E T K A T dot com. Quiet Cat is what's that? Well, they're a sponsor, and uh, we're uh, oh. we're using one of their koozies. Oh, look at that! Oh, the koozie, yeah, the Quiet Cat koozie. Didn't we'll even, have to. Didn't even notice. I wow. didn't notice. I I hmm. care more about what's in the koozie than what's on the koozie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Quiet Cat, they're uh, great partners of ours. Have been since day one. Two year partnership. Wow. And if you go on their website, check some stuff out. Um, and if you use the uh, promo code PO, like post office, the number 20 in the percent symbol, you get 20% off your purchase. Really cool stuff. Really interesting bikes. And now, I mentioned in one episode, they're at Cabela's. And now because Cabela's and Bass Pro are, are one and the same, they're also at Bass Pro. And they do a really cool job of, of marketing them on these, like, fake rocks. And, they, you know, nice. I mean, hey, I could ride on that, right? I'm, nice. I'm tough. Nice. Um, Did you notice my koozie sponsor? Yes. Uh, the Cancun Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> Welcome of to course. Cancun. How'd you get that from, like, guzzling one of those, like, some uh, 20 beers out of a boot? <laughs> I think it was a coconut. Coconut. <laughs> Makes more sense. Um, moving on with our podcast uh, supporters, Jefferson's Bourbon, uh, Crestwood, K Kentucky, great bourbon. Their, uh, their version of Ocean, uh, which is part of the O-Search um, shark research program check them out i'm going to keep it brief guys go on their websites hit give them some hits they all need it and check them out check all these folks out on uh, instagram they they all have great posts quiet cat jefferson's bourbon regulator boats just great boats and i'm not going to go too much detail but a good friend of mine is going to become a uh a sales manager for a marina who one of their big brands is regulator that i mean it, that's like the dream boat oh i see one in my future yeah, we do. Maybe a family <laughs> discount. I hope so. <laughs> uh, tonight, we are not supporting our, our partner, Jack's Abbey, which we typically do. But yep. we had a little wind. Right? 70 degrees here in New England. You know, unseasonably warm to some degree. It's March 25th. No snow left on the ground. No well, snow. Maybe a tad. Yeah, yeah here and there in the shade. Saw some in the parking lot today. Yeah, yeah. Though, that doesn't... Go to, <laughs> go to the Natick Mall. It's going to be there till about August 12th. Um, with, and then when you go by, it, it's melting and like shopping carts are falling out of it. <laughs> the blob. But uh, Jack's Abbey and Framingham Mass, great, great company. But we've decided to go a little more summery tonight. Not that Jack's Abbey doesn't have some great lagers, but Landshark caught my eye. And they're not a partner, but what, what kind of caught my eye is the fact that we're Bostonians. I mean, even though we're 45 miles away and you're not even from here. But um, I wanted to say Landshark. <laughs> so, shock. Land shock. 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 So Landshark. They're not a partner, but hey, it's pretty tasty. Hey, you know, the shacks are coming back on the Cape, so uh shocks. celebrate the Won't shocks. Be long. Won't be long. They're, they're gonna actually be a part of uh, a little later in the episode, um, talking about some uh, animal migrations and shock talk? Shock talk. <laughs> I love shock talk. Shock talk. Yeah, we should start a whole new, uh, like a sub-episode of Shock Talk. Coffee Talk. Coffee okay. Talk with Paul Baldwin. <laughs> Paul Baldwin, let's talk. Coffee Talk. Coffee Talk. Uh, Four Roses Bourbon out of Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Another another great bourbon. It's it's domestic again. It, it 
They left for a little while, but they're back in the U.S. Uh, professional hunt, bow hunter, Tom Miranda, the first, uh, the first uh, bow hunter to uh, document the Super Slam, which is the 29 big game species in North America. He's, uh, and he's got, Tom's just a really slick guy. I've, I've said it before, out of, oh, Lukey dog. We got Luca just kind of roaming around. Oh, we're, we'll talk about where we are in a minute, but. Uh, but Tom Miranda, check him out on, on YouTube. Territories Wild was his big show. I don't remember what uh, what network it was on, but uh, he, he's a pretty slick guy, and, and we've traded texts, which is kind of neat. Kelly's Roast Beef, what needs what more needs to be said? They're my friends. They're oh, my the, only thing left to be, the only thing left to be said is, hmm. Mm, <laughs> and then one we've been kind of missing was Mayflower Brewing Yes, in Topher. Topher, I met Topher. I said, you mind if I mention a podcast? It was probably 10 podcasts ago. Mayflower Brewing out of Plymouth. Really good beer. I mean, you know what, Charlie? I, I got to say, there's not a whole lot of bad beer. Uh, you know? As long as you can stay consistent. Well, what did Ben Franklin say? Beer is proof that God loves men. <laughs> I believe he said that. I think that. he did. We're going to another Another fact check, but we're going to check that out. Yeah. So anyway, thanks to all our partners. Uh, keeping it brief, but uh, by no means are we... We are uh, not impressed with, with what you all do, um, but thanks for supporting Pesto Pete's podcast and 26 now episodes. For so, those of you that are a little bit older, uh, harking back to the Bartles and James Day. Harking. Thank you for your support. Remember that? that what a, <laughs> the end of every commercial. That, thanks that, for your support. Their marketing people, it was genius. And only one guy talked, right? Yeah. The other guy just sat there. Like Penn and Teller, man. Yeah, right. That could, <laughs> I wish that was you and me. <laughs> <laughs> you can it talk might be. <laughs> and, and I'll just yeah know, yeah good luck know, with that good yeah. for a podcast I'll just good mm, luck with that mm, I'll just say mm. I actually ate dinner next to uh, at a bar in Vegas next to uh, Penn Penn Gillette who's from Pittsfield Massachusetts yeah, I believe yeah I knew he was from Mass from what I heard his father was a um, he owned a little card shop like baseball you know cards trading cards and he used to bilk everybody out of the cards and give them like a buck and then Sell them for twenty thousand. Oh, I don't a, know if it was that extreme. That's a nice story. Yeah, thank you. My boss, uh, boss of mine at one time, was uh, was from Pittsfield. Oh, oh, thirsty. I got it. Oh, you got that. Thank you. Oh, as much as I'd like you to open your beer on that uh, nice little moose bottle opener, I decided to use my secret method. Okay. So, so thank you again for being here. We're in the backyard. We're at the uh, Swedish Gulch, back in the uh, thirsty mofo, back forty, and. You can hear in the background, we were just listening, we got the spring peepers is starting up, which is cool. In fact, I, uh, I'll i give you a little bit of, give you a little spring peeper action. I was driving back from the gym the other night, and... Uh, did you stop and record the peepers? Of course I did. Wow. Right? That oh. other noise in the back. Oh, that's another little frog. That's those are the cool ones. Like the peepers can peep, right? The high pitched stuff. But there's always a little one in the back trying to trying to keep up. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, that's cool. And there we can hear them a little bit here. We don't have a whole lot of standing water in your in the area of your backyard, but in the background you can also hear. I believe it's Thursday night at the at the gun club, the Walpole Walpole Sportsman Association. They're doing their their Thursday night shoot. 
Thursday then, night, boom, boom. Boom, boom, which is okay as long as you're this far away. Yeah. Um, if we lived down uh, half a mile closer, it probably wouldn't be as, as uh, acceptable this one. Yeah. And then uh, we had a kid hitting baseballs or something a little earlier, but he seems like he had to go in and eat pork chops or something. <laughs> 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 but, uh, no, it's all been good, man. We got spring coming. Nothing says spring like the ping off of aluminum baseball right? bat. Bing! Just almost as good as the sound Doink. of a a wooden bat hitting the ball but true true but like our uh, like our good old days mm. um so i apologize just got a text i have to respond to so fill in the blanks charlie okay all right so later on i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you a few questions about your hobbies and uh really yeah oh we're yeah. good well, we'll get into that a little bit well speaking of spring and hobbies we've got turkey season coming up um, which is uh, April 26th, I believe. And I'm looking forward to that. I, I saw a, a crap load of turkeys today. They're, they're proliferating. They're, wow. they're everywhere. And I think they're becoming almost a nuisance. But I went out um, last week to do a little fly fishing, try, try to find some holdover trout in some of the rivers in Central Mass, Western Mass. And uh, it's been, a, it's been a, a lot of fun. I haven't caught anything. But uh, our friend Woody was down on the Cape yesterday, and he and uh, another buddy, Bruce, who we, fly, we uh, ice fish with, you didn't, I did, um, they went down for business reasons and stopped at the pond that had been stocked, caught 16 trout. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they caught uh, rainbows, browns, and a couple brookies. Wow. Yeah, so that, that's All a good right, day Woody. Out. Way to go, Way Woody. to go, Woody. Way to make it happen, dog. But uh, yeah, so if we keep track of every uh, every day. You can go on the Mass website and see where they've stocked, and they they kind of work their way from the Cape West. Mm. So hopefully the Quinnipoxit, which I fished uh, last Thursday, will be will be soon because it's a nice little river. Yeah, it gets once they stock it though, it becomes this this shit show of people trying to catch. You know, I mean, for what it is, we used to catch. You know, native stuff, and now, although rainbow trout isn't native, but um, do you know in Idaho right now, they treat rainbow trout like snakeheads in Florida? Really? Yeah, yeah. Go on, uh, old Cal, old Cal forty six, or uh, Ryan Callahan from from Mediator did a post on um, on Instagram, and it's a sign in a in a, like a you know the, you know when you go to fishing and there's a, a PVC tube and you're supposed to put line right. or lead weights or something in there. Right. You know, there's a, there's something similar to that, and it says put your rainbow trout here because <laughs> rainbow trout are not a native; they're not indigenous. Uh, do we have a dog? Yeah, she's right okay. there. Just keep an Been eye on that woodchuck. Lot. She's keeping an eye on that woodchuck. Yeah, I'll say. Um, but uh, yeah, so they they want you to catch rainbows, and if you're not going to take them home and eat them, they don't want you to re-release them. Wow. Yeah. Well, maybe they could bring them up here. Yeah, exactly. Re-release well, them. My club opens, uh, I think they stock in April, early April. So I'm going to get back out there. In fact, it's interesting. I I like to catch fish on the the flies I tie. I don't like to buy flies, right? I don't know. It's, right. So I've been tying saltwater. I haven't done a whole lot of um, freshwater fly tying in a long time because I just haven't done it. And when I did it, I, I've had plenty that I haven't had to had to you know tie anymore until this year, and I tied a couple of I think I tied 14s, which is not small. It's pretty small, but it's not small. 
Talk about trying to tie a freshwater dry fly when you've been tying saltwater flies. You know, I'm yeah. tying a 14 versus a three aught. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, I mean, it's I got two two pairs of glasses on. I got two lights on the vise. I'm <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm fishing things through, and it's you just, must look like a surgeon with oh, yeah. your microscope oh, yeah, uh, glasses mad on. Mad scientist. <laughs> But uh, I'll post a couple pictures of my Adams on, on Instagram. They didn't come out so bad, but it's all about practice, and i got to get my materials. I've had, I've had dry fly materials probably 15 years. Yeah, it's squirrel just, tail older than me. You know, there's, some, there's some squirrel <laughs> tail in there, well, well beyond your age. But uh, So it was funny. I was tying them. I'm going, God, I'm getting old. You know, I just, it's just so hard to see. Is that a mosquito? Yes, it, it was. What are they doing out so soon? Uh-oh, that's a problem. I think if he... Uh... He bites me. He's gonna get a good dose of the Pfizer COVID oh, vaccine. Good, good news. Yeah, as of when? Yesterday. Yeah. 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 You are officially uh, one dose into one dose in one dose into Superman. One, I'm uh, one I'm, vaccine, one beer. There you go. There you That's go. what they said, right? <laughs> Take you 15 minutes of rest, and then go home and drink a bunch of beers. That's what they told me. Yeah, they're good. I love those yeah. nurses. They yeah. were great. Great. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm done. As of Sunday, I'm two weeks after my second. Got lucky on a couple extra doses. So that's great. Yeah, we'll see. We'll have a in podcast in ten years when we're drooling all over ourselves. <laughs> it was great. I never got COVID, but what did they put in my arm? <laughs> so, so what's new in your world, dog? How's your hip? Well, hip's doing pretty good. Pretty good. Just, uh, just wrapping up the uh, PT. It's a long recovery. You know, it's about a year if uh, if you really really count it. Yeah. Well, I. I had my shoulder done. Oh yeah, and that was—I mean, that was a year. Yeah, I mean, you know. And then the the good news. Wow. Sorry, putting on a sweatshirt. Good looking haircut. Me. Look at that, huh? Wow. They cut all the gray off and just exposed all the other gray. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a, a really old pencil. <laughs> but no, I mean, if you stick to your PT, I mean, that's that's critical. You know. Oh especially. yeah, hit it tonight. Hit it tonight. Yeah. Did you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Right That'd before be you got here. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I mean the PT when they, when they're the mean people making you do stuff you don't want to do. Yeah, well, I, I've got one more of those next week and then I'm done. With oh yeah, that. yeah. So you learn a lot from that. No more mean people. No more, no more meanie weenies. <laughs> so yeah, looking forward to turkey season. A little more fishing. Yeah, maybe, maybe not I... a lot of yard work. <laughs> I know. I got a lot of yard work staring me in the face. Oh, here. we all do it. it you know, and it's funny. It, it, it's seventy today, sixty-nine, I think it was, and uh, it's warm, but there's still like winter in the air. And I, I guarantee something's going to happen in the next few days. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get a snowstorm or something. Well, you remember we had in the April Fool's Day oh, snowstorm. Oh, that was brutal. And we had uh, we had no power here for four days. Yep. So that was crazy. That was a tough one. I remember driving off the Cape. We we're doing a blitz, visiting customers. And we were driving up 495. It was raining like crazy. We hit 24, and it was like there was a curtain of snow. Yeah. It just right there, there was a breaking point. And uh, no, that was a bad one. Noel was in, in Plymouth with uh, a friend of ours coming back with Colin. I think Colin was two or three. Mm. Was that long? Was 25 years ago? Yeah, it was right after I moved in. Yeah. Yeah. That was a bad one. So. No, here we are, and it's starting to it's starting to warm up, starting to feel good. But uh, you're looking good. You got your hip going on. We're gonna be go, going out to Quabbin soon. We've talked yeah. about Quabbin a shitload on. Yeah, here. when's that open? You know, 
April first, I think the the reservoir opens. I, w- I went up there on the br- I went up to the dam. Oh, nice. On uh, Thursday, just I was driving, I was fishing right near there, but it was wicked foggy. It's kind of rainy. I couldn't see much, but looking forward to getting back out there. Yeah, me we'll too. Get a crew out there. Last year, the you know the the Quabbin Death March during COVID. Yeah, that was a tough one. Almost lost you. Yeah. Well, you actually died twice. I think we said. <laughs> you know, that was scary. Yeah. yeah. Next time, let's just rent a boat. Well, they didn't. It, the, honest to God, you know that that was on a Friday, and that next sad, the next day, Saturday, they were opening the boat rentals up. Yeah, and we were. Like, who knew? Who knew? Because no, they, we knew. Well, but we just didn't want to. We didn't oh, let's wait. go! Let's go! We want to wait. Hmm. So, bad, all good though. Bad it's things come to those who wait. Yep. No. So. But what else? So you uh, mentioned that you were out trout fishing and. Uh, Shootsbury and other towns out west. Yeah. So uh, no luck out there. You get skunked. No. Speaking of Shootsbury, though, uh, two Saturdays ago, I decided to go out to the Shootsbury, New Salem area, and I mapped this thing out on my Onyx. Good, good app. Um, state specific, which kind of stinks, but again, you get to buy every state for thirty bucks, and luckily, you know, I'm. I have Massachusetts, and it's really, really effective. I went out to moose shed hunt. Nice. Yeah, and it, uh, big country. I, it, this area of about 35, 3,700 acres, um, national, uh, state forest, so it wasn't a whole lot of people out there. I, you and I, actually, when we went to Quadden last year, we went up that road. Oh, I that's parked, right, yeah. Remember we parked in that, yeah. that road near that little camp, and I walked, I think I walked six or seven miles in four hours, three and a half, four hours. And luckily, there was some snow left on the ground, which kind of boosts your spirit because you can actually see tracks. If it was dry leaves, you'd be like, ah, nothing here. I found some of the most amazing moose sign between tracks, nothing really fresh, but tracks, rubs on trees that were just almost artistic. And you could tell the moose was not happy. It was pissed (laughs) off. I found beds. I found, you know, I found certain areas and I, I mapped it out to low spots that I wanted to go to and kind of just work my, I used some dead reckoning to get to these spots, but then found out I was right in where I wanted to be. Really fascinating. And to think that there's that many moose, I didn't find a shed, unfortunately, but that many moose in, in West in kind of Western central, central, central mass. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. really right. Quabbin's right in the middle. Right. So that's really central mass. I think yeah. Worcester's considered central, but yeah. it's really not that far from Worcester. And, and to, to drive up 190 and to have moose crossing signs, yeah, which is just incredible to think that they're that they there's that many they got to put a sign up, you know, crazy. So did that, but uh, but then you were saying, you know, sorry, Shootsbury, I completely interrupted you. But. So uh, you had beds, you had scat. Oh yeah, had I had all. I had beds with scat in it. <laughs> no, it was it was cool. It was it was well worth the the hike. I mean, it was just. It was really, really exciting. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate you inviting me. Back, but I just wasn't up for that uh, with, the, no. uh, with the new app, man. No, it, I tell you, it was not easy terrain anyway. Yeah. And you know, typically animals don't pick the easy. Well, they will pick an easy route if it's available, but if they don't, it's typically you know, how did the, how the Christ? I I went through spots, and obviously it had to be a cow moose because there's no way. A bull could have could have fished his antlers through the, this certain you know these certain areas. It was so so tight with these little alders and stuff. But 
Um, just really hey. fascinating. Oh, Luca sees something. Oh. Uncle Charlie keeping track of his god dog. <laughs> she's a she's a hunter. Yeah, good dog. Look at her. Look at her. She's got her hackles up. What she got over there, cat? <laughs> oh, cat should oh. already be gone. Uh oh. Oh, she's on the move. Getting after it. Nah, she, she took kind of a half-ass run at that, though. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, let me get You that's, do right. some talking. Let me get her. All right, you better go get her. That's not good. That is not good. Luca! So, sorry, folks. A little dog issue running over in the neighbor's yard barking. Acting all, acting all cuckoo. So, um... Yes, when Pete gets back, I'm going to talk to him about uh, some other hobbies he has. Wants to share with the, uh, the audience. Is she all right? Yeah, she's all right. What's wrong with her? she get into the land sharks? Well, maybe, maybe we need to give her a land shark. To calm her down. Yeah, she is not, uh, not herself tonight. No, she's maybe. a little on the edgy side. She's getting old, seven years old. She's old girl. Mexican tonight. Uh, judging by what I had to scoop up in the poop bag, no. Okay. But, uh, so I, I'm sorry. Sorry for the interruption, but where were you? Yeah, so uh, I was going to ask you about some hobbies. So when we get this dog corralled, and uh, <laughs> this microphone picks up everything. Here she comes. All right, we're back on track. So, <laughs> yes. tell us about Sorry. some of your other hobbies, Sorry. besides wearing women's Crocs. These aren't women's, they're camouflage. Camo Crocs. And yeah. I said to my kids 10 years ago, <laughs> if you ever see me with a pair of Crocs on, you can feel free to take a, a 34 Louisville slugger <laughs> to the side of my head. But I'm going to tell you, I was introduced to these at main camp, and... She just see look it's good she's sitting on a stick. She doesn't get it. <laughs> she keeps adjusting. Now they're not out there, are they? I don't know. No, it must be a cat or something. Cause she's look at how look at how attentive she is. Oh boy. Yeah, she's all right. So, um, yeah. So up at camp, like you, you know, especially when it's snowy and stuff, and you gotta there's kind of nowhere to you know relieve yourself. You have to go outside. Hmm. Slipping these bad Larry's on. There you go. They look like they're all-wheel drive, you know. And these are these are the um, these are the all-wheel drive version. Off-road terrain, yeah, uh, little, tread, a little yeah. more tread. I see but, that. Uh, but yeah, the problem is I trip over them, yeah. slip. Oh, you hit you hit water. They, but we've talked about bean boots. Let's not get into that again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, so you were asking about my hobbies. Yeah. Which well, one of the things I do fairly regularly in this time of year, almost is I, I officiate lacrosse, as you know. Oh. And did not know that <laughs> <laughs> feeling a little well because because you actually got thrown out of one of my games. Do you remember that? <laughs> it wasn't me. I voluntarily left. You were asked to leave, <laughs> but I left on my own accord. And I had there was no alcohol involved, just for the record. <laughs> I had seven missed calls from you before I got to my car. <laughs> <laughs> but I was working with one of those. I was working with a with a ref who's a little on the tough side. Who tends to not take any grief, and uh, all right. Well, we're not going to get into that because uh, I know he's a relative of one of your potential listeners, so I didn't see it that way. But no, 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 no. What you? What you think it was all you? 
Uh, no, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There's oh, never no. been a time when you've had no comment. Ever. You know, I, uh, I understand the importance of officiating. I do, and I appreciate that. And, you know, with any sport, it needs to be officiated to keep it fair. And uh, and keep it civil and, and safe, safe and going and uh, and this gentleman decided to include me in part of his officiating, which I just felt he should focus on the game and not worry about me Aww. making one comment about him missing a call. But he decided to take that to the next level, and uh, I know Timo, I was there. <laughs> Timo wasn't having it. No, no. That, good point. Yeah, I yeah I saw it. I was watching it with a striped shirt on. <laughs> but to that point, um, with COVID, I typically do forty. I think my average is forty-one and a half games a year, which wow. is relatively um, you know a, so, a lot of games and it's yeah. a good little bit of money and you know, a little little spending cash. Some exercise. Got zero games last year. Yeah, None. It's terrible. And guess what they did this year. They decided that we're going to switch to the one uh, two-inch stripes. Yeah, two-inch from one and a half. Now, why? what difference does it make? College is doing it, so they want it to wash all the way down. So that made me, after having not done a game last year, after paying my dues last year, all my dues, which is dues for refing, dues for U.S. lacrosse, dues for my MIAA background checks, dues for this... And then I had to spend $170 on, on new shirts and new flags and getting those sewn on. And it's like, could they have not picked a worse year to decide that we're going to two-inch stripes? Yeah. You know? Well, I hope you make some money this year, Adam. I hope so, too. Hope so, so, let's see. Too. So, we got officiating lacrosse. Yes. We've got fly tying. Fly tying. Yeah. We've got hunting. I fishing. Hunt. Fishing, yeah. Um, what else do you do, Pete? Cycling. Well, yeah, with, with you, yeah, yeah, on occasion, we, yeah. I like mountain biking or road biking and bikes and beers, which is always <laughs> fun. <laughs> bikes and beers and bikes uh, and beers. Timo has a special sponsor called Geo Orbital that makes oh, an electric bike. Boom! And uh, so, thirsty mofo's hip issues. They hooked me up with a bike, and uh, and uh, off I went. And cast uh, pesto Pete on his toes, trying to keep up with me on. Uh, on my electric bike. Explain their bike a little bit more because it's unique. I mean, we talk about Quiet Cat, and this right. is no, by no means competition by any means. Totally different animal. Totally different animal. And, yeah. and your bike is a, is a police-issue bike. Exactly. Geo-Orbital primarily focuses on building bicycles, electric bicycles, for police forces and their uh, the bike bicycle branch of the police force. So they... Um, they contract with Fuji and some other uh, bike manufacturers and make um, they uh, they add this um, uh, front wheel to it that is uh, battery driven. So uh, it's front wheel drive, very cool, very fast, and uh, a lot of fun to ride. A lot of fun to ride. So you you pedal and you need a little assistance getting up a hill. You just tap the throttle and you you go. And that's a unique thing. I heard, you know, you, you mentioned the the front wheel drive. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think that's common. And no, that's, I don't. it's really cool. Yeah. And so uh, And the front tire is solid, right? Yes. Yeah, it's not infla it's not right. pneumatic. Right. 
So, uh, do you remember when uh, we were riding and that dude and his leotard went by us? Yeah. Like, uh, Joe, Joe Hard, Hardo bike rider. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, <laughs> which, you know what? I'm probably going to make enemies here and hopefully our listeners in Australia are on cyclists, but some of the biggest hardos on earth are cyclists. And I used to be a road biker and, you know, first of all, okay, everybody single file. I mean, we live on we live on pretty tight little country roads. Yeah. Oh, they're two or three wide, and blah blah blah. Look out for me with my you know bright yellow shirt on. It's it's annoying as shit. Yeah. Um, well, do you remember when he passed me and then I floored it and I caught up to him? <laughs> floored and he it. He couldn't believe this fat slob had caught up to him. <laughs> you floored it. That's funny. I floored it. it. Oh, that's I funny. Put the gas to it and that thing took off and. Uh, <laughs> Next thing, this guy's in a race for his life. <laughs> I wish I had the real police bike with the blue and oh, red lights yeah, on it. Know. That's, well, you know, you can get an app for that. You can put it on your phone. But that's, I think it might be yeah. illegal. Yeah, that's air quotes around illegal. Yeah. But no, that's funny. My bike is a Fuji painted bike, and it says police right on the uh, the crossbar. Yeah, they put tape on but it, they right? put electrical tape yeah. over it when they gave it to me. So uh, I felt like peeling that off that day. That's that's a real so that's anyway. a nice piece of equipment too. Yeah, um, that's so funny. All right, so, so we're up to biking and biking, uh, cycling. I mean, obviously anything in the outdoors, hiking, and yeah. you know, and it, I love to shed hunt. Um, you know, as probably we've talked about before, and for our listeners, that you know, ungulates shed their antlers. There's only one animal that sheds its horns, which is interesting because horns are filled with tissue. Right, a horn never like a bighorn sheep. They can figure out how old it is by the the rings on it. Yeah, and the, these growth rings, and much like an old person's fingernails or toenails. Yeah, toenails, toenails. Right. <laughs> so, so there's only one. This was not prescribed, pre-prescribed, predetermined. I didn't plan this. See how I brought that right down yeah, yeah. to our oh. to our listener level. Hey, thank you for <laughs> thank you for clarifying that for me. So there's only one horned animal that sheds its horns. Horn frog. That's not a no. I'm talking a mammal, not an amphibian. In their horn reptile. Amphibian. <laughs> is it a reptile or amphibian? Yeah, we are. Oh, we gonna get into that now. All right. All where's right. it? Where's it lay its eggs? On land. Oh, that's probably a reptile. Yeah, right, so I sorry. said. Sorry, you don't have to get angry. Wow, huh. don't furrow your brow at me. <laughs> I gotta put my mask back on. Yeah. Oh, uh, why? Mine's on because we're practicing social distancing. In a couple of weeks, we won't have to. Yee-hoo. We're gonna have parties. <laughs> High five. That's right. Oh, I was like Borat. High five. Yeah. So the only horned animal, not antlered animal, but horned, is the pronghorn antelope. Wow. They shed their horns every year. Cool. And as we've talked about in past episodes, the pronghorn is a one of one. Uh, phylum, genus, species, they're one of one. Right. There's only one pronghorn animal. Hmm. The gunshots in the background. Yeah. It's, it's but, a rough uh, neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're a, if you're a clay pigeon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you're a but, uh, paper target with a silhouette of right, a, a right. human on it, yeah, uh, well, illegal in Massachusetts, by the way. Those targets are yeah, absolutely. You're yeah. kidding? Yeah. Oh my god! Imagine that. 
Do you know what else is illegal in so Massachusetts? So how about the, the bullseye, oh. the traditional round bullseye? If you drew ears on that, I mean, would that, that constitute... <laughs> like bozo. <laughs> that constitute someone's head, and then that's illegal? You know, you know, if you have any... That's why they, you, can, you can do zombies, and you can do the squared off... You know, you do see oh, yeah, yeah, big yeah. square, little square. Yeah. But if you do like a human silhouette, silhouette, a human um, uh, representation, um, facsimile, nope, illegal. No one else is illegal in Massachusetts. Freaking bullshit. Slingshots. Oh, wow. So I you, thought just wrist rockets were illegal and all slingshots. Yep. And the wrist rocket, I mean, I've got several. All right, lock me up. <laughs> I hope they're in your gun safe. But you know what? If you, I, I, my kids had them, we've had them. But if you, um, if you want to get replacement bands for that, and you go online and order them, they can't ship them to Massachusetts. No, you got to drive to Maine. You got to drive to Maine. You got to like, you know, go up, buy your cigarettes, your cheap booze, and oh, while I'm here, I might as well get my latex <laughs> bands so I can shoot a a steel ball bearing out of a slingshot. That's yeah. illegal. But if you wanted to get latex tubing to shoot up heroin, then you can order. Oh yeah, that no, online. that's good. They give you that, yeah, and they, yeah, and then they give you methadone. But yeah, imagine that. Yeah, that's great. So that's I great. don't know where she went. Anyway, she's good. She'll be fine. So, um, so yeah. So, so where were we? So well, we, we were talking about shed hunting. And oh, you, so you, shed hunting. You went into so, uh, some pronghorn thing. So okay. So I talk to every hunter I know, and I say, "How many sheds have you found in your life?" Now, we are not in, like, Buck Central. This isn't, you know, the Milk River. This isn't, you know, Illinois. With, you know, just with the, the, the Buck, what's the matter? This ain't Buckshank. Buckshank. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, so I have found six sheds in my life. One matching set, turkey hunting. Crazy. Eight years ago, nine years ago. And remember, we were here for a, a fire pit that night. I brought them. So magical. I mean, sheds are magical. Yeah. And I, found, I, I have found six because I spend a lot of time in the, in the woods in the spring. I was on Instagram the other day. This guy posts our new record. How many sheds in three days did these guys find? Yeah, a lot. And they were, Give me a number. They were in what state? Ah, oh, Christ, I don't remember. It was remember. out west. west it was all, yeah, it was out yeah. west. Where, where are you going to find a bunch? Yeah. 91. Oh, wow. And then you watch these guys hushing. And they're, they're all right. They're, I mean, they're, they'll, you know, they're YouTube-sponsored hunters, and they do well. They elk hunt. They actually, one of the, the coolest, um, if you guys want to see a really cool YouTube video, is uh, Hushin. It's, it must be hunting, fishing, Hushin, hunting, fishing. No. Hushin, but this kid, it's called the Fire Bull, and he ends up hitting it with an arrow, and he never recovers it. And the logical answer was, well, you can't hunt from that ground blind anymore because the bull's been trained to know that there's a problem in that area. And he ends up, like, oh, never mind. Oh, yeah, I'll give it away. He ends up killing the bull. Like, identical distance, identical shot, identical everything. It was unbelievable. And he put time, I mean, it wasn't like the next day. He put, like, weeks in. And finally, it was a freaking magnificent elk. Nice. So, if your next question is, "What is my dream hunt?" I want to. I want to bow hunt an elk. Cool. I mean, it's a it's a great experience. You know, elk is like it's like turkey hunting, only bigger. 
because you call them. You know, they, they tend to get a little stupid during the rut. Oh, well, I just, I mean, you can understand why the, why the Native Americans thought the woods were haunted or, or I guess haunted is the wrong <laughs> spirited. Yes. But um, you hear that at night or a loon or something like that? Are you kidding me? Who wouldn't know? Exactly. Uncle oh, Charlie's no. looking for his niece. Uh, she right there? Yeah, she's fine. She's, she's fine. fine. She's behaving herself. So, I know. Uh, you worry too much. Yeah, I know. Well, you know. Back in the old days, remember when you'd go down the street and go, oh, look at that stray dog. <laughs> As kids, we had stray dogs. Yeah, well, now they make videos of that on YouTube. And uh, I saw one today at lunch. You saw a stray dog or a YouTube video? A YouTube video of a stray dog. and uh... Leave that off. I'm going back in. <laughs> yeah, thanks again to our sponsor, Landshark. Uh, mm. A partner. A partner. 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 Thank you. So, yeah. Uh, so, all right. So, thirst, shed hunting. Thirst I mean, wincher. I, I spend a ton of time out. I, 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 you know, go to bedding areas, go to feeding areas, go to this. Hey, Christ, I went out moose shed hunting the other day. I just, I, I can you imagine coming up on a moose shed? Dave found one when I was had my moose hunt in 2016. And Brian and I were hunting this one spot. And Dave said, I'm going to go up over this. And blah, blah, blah. And he went up this mountain. And he found a moose bedding area. Like a, even like a, they call it a yard. Where they spend a lot of winter time. Yep. And he found this shed. He comes walking down. I don't, did I ever tell this? Yeah. Is this a podcast? Yeah. Right? So he came walking down. And we're sitting there um, at Brian's truck. Somebody shot him because he was holding it up over his yeah, head. Yeah, right, yeah. No, Dave's smarter than that. <laughs> so Woody, Woody, yeah, actually. So he comes down. I go, oh, that's so cool. And it was really bleached out. It was chewed up by rodents, which is not atypical. And uh, what was that noise? And it's funny because we're sitting there. As he's walking up, these kids pull up, and they, they're on mountain bikes, not electric. And they've got rifles and scabbards. Huh. On their mountain bikes, and they ride the roads. And then the next day, I saw one of the kids on his bike with like a shirt on. He was going to work. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Dave comes up with this really cool moose shed. I mean, like the base of it was significant. I mean, it was really nice moose shed. And in the middle it was really dark, like a dark brown. It was oh. all white and bleached out, but dark brown. And I'm like, that's it. I go to reach for it. And he goes, don't touch it. <laughs> I go, why? And he goes, this thing stinks. Like you don't believe. So what was happening, I think, we kind of determined that the rodents would sit on it and chew the edges. And as they're sitting there, they're crapping themselves and pissing themselves. And it got into the, the texture of the... Yeah. So it's in the back of Brian's truck. And we that my moose hunt was extremely... It was 65 degrees every day. It was way too warm. But it was successful. We're looking at this moose antler, and there's this black ooze bubbling out of it. Dude, it was, you could smell it 10 feet away. Yeah. So we ended up, we brought it back to camp, and Don's got his camp up there. He's got a sugar shack where he makes his maple syrup. And uh, we're like, hey, dude, this thing is rancid. But if you want to, like, put rubber gloves on and screw it to the side of your sugar shack, it'll be pretty slick. And yeah. he ended up doing that, cool. you know. Yeah, it was really cool. So I think I'd be hitting that with some bleach. Oh, something. Oh, my God. Antiseptic or something. It was so, disgusting. Uh, last but not least, hobby, cooking. That's oh. the Pesto Pete Posse name, right? Yeah. Pesto. Well, the guys at camp. I probably never talked about why they call them, why I went with Pesto Pete. Well, I thought but, it was because you were Italian. 
It is because the guys at camp, I'm Italian, and uh, you know that they just thought that pesto was appropriate. So I like yeah, it. I like it. Cooking, cooking is a hobby of mine, as you as you know, and did some ice fishing this year, and I like to do a little bit of special treatment <laughs> on the ice. And we did uh, that yes, day. What we yes. did sausages and little necks on uh, on the half shell yeah. on the grill. And little necks with uh, Charisse. Charisse and white wine and. Um, the diced up onions. Diced up onions in there. A little oh, bit of bread to dip it in there. That was delicious. And you would uh, take the half shell of the, the clam and... Uh... <laughs> God bless you. Oh, wow, that might be me. our first podcast sneeze. Oh, That's we awesome. Don't have, we don't have the mute button like the professionals Yeah, have. I do. Oh, well, oh, I should have hit yeah, it. Yeah, you should have hit it for the... <laughs> I forgot that red light was there. Oh, that change in temperature has got me. Oh, yeah. You'll be all right. Maybe it's that COVID shot. I don't oh, know. yeah, right now. Oh, yeah. it's kicking in. Yeah. Oh, that, the pollen. So Pollen's up. So says Sherry. Yeah. Hmm. So, what, oh, the Charisse. Oh, yeah, so I was saying that, yeah, I'm sorry, before my sneeze, <laughs> that you would uh, take the uh, half clamshell and uh, dip it in the broth and oh. use it like a spoon to, oh. uh, to drink up that delicious white Jesus. wine. Charisse and oh, onion sauce, or, or uh, not sauce, uh, saute. Yeah, what would um, what do they call? Um, oh, what do they call when you get steamers and you get the, the oh. broth? What do they call? Uh, there's a name for it. Oh shit, Kevin from the Cape, help us out. <laughs> Gotta dial a friend. Yeah. Um, what do they call? It? There's a name for it. I they, just uh, thought it was liquid liquor. Liquor. I think they call it clam liquor. Really? No, I've always just heard it as broth. No, it's a broth. Yeah. From Maine. The, drink that. You drink the, the juice and the sand is in. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Ugh. But steamers, dude. How many pounds of steamers could you eat? Yeah. Yeah. 20? Well, let's get some. Why don't you bring some home tomorrow? Oh, those stuffies, too. <laughs> then, like, the stuffies from work. Oh. I'm going to do a little venison stuffed peppers coming up soon. I got I got some meat uh, thawing out. Mm. Thankfully, I, I have friends who have killed deer this year. Nice. Not me. After all the time nice. I put in, nice. but uh, no, yeah, cooking's. A, I, you know what? The, what I love about cooking is sharing. Eating, eating's good. Eating's good but, part. No, sharing, I like yeah. sharing. Yeah, I like I like the fact that people appreciate it. And you know, when we went to Alabama, I cooked for a weekend. You know what? Francesca had a had a volleyball tournament in Connecticut, and Noelle and she left for three days with another family, another woman and her daughter. So it was like girls' weekend. In a volleyball tournament, and you, I don't, you never saw Francesca play volleyball, but she was unbelievable. I mean, a kid would dive into the stands to get a ball, and she was, she was quite the competitor. Yeah, she's well, she's a good athlete, so great athlete. So um, they left, and I literally cooked a meal, and then would freeze it, and then clean up, and then cook another meal, in preparation to leave that Wednesday for Alabama, and then I'd. It was kind of, I, I, I took two gallon bags, the Ziplocs, and I'd fill them and then zip them and then put them flat in the, in the freezer on a board so they'd freeze flat. So then I could stack them in the cooler. Nice. You know, because you put them in the, and they get all big old ball of shit, you know. Yeah. No, it was just flat. So I did, I still have the, the menu. I did the whole menu because I wanted to keep track of it. And we did, I did venison stuffed peppers. I did stroganoff. I did um, one night was was comfort food night, um, baked chicken breast, beer, <laughs> beer. It was always <laughs> beer, B 
baked chicken breast, roasted potatoes, you know, just, and just one thing after the other. And just every night, oh, escarole and sausage soup. Oh, just, you know, brought a bunch of bread. The funny thing was, I forgot my, you know how I do my flattened sausages. Take an Italian yes. sausage, flatten them out, make a patty out of them and freeze them. Yeah. Then you cook them. We've done them at the Patriots games and just absolutely like drooled over them. Well, I forgot <laughs> my patties. So we go to some store about an hour from Bladen. You know, we, we go into middle middle Alabama. There's not a whole lot of Italian sausage in middle Alabama. Yeah, or Italians for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to make do. And it, it ended up working out, but it wasn't Italian sausage. Bratwurst? <laughs> oh, I don't know what it was. Kielbasa. But that was my first. That was my first experience, and I've been doing a little work with my company, and I don't. We don't mention their name because I could probably get fired for doing a podcast. But um, I've been doing some retail work, and we go into some, you know, ethnic markets, and some of the stuff. It's just amazing how they use every bit of the animal. And that's what I experienced in Alabama back in '15. Was going into a market, and you know, there's there's tongue which we all know people eat tongue but and there's just a special way to cook it you gotta boil it and cook it and Ugh. steam it and then but you know go on and on you know uh, oxtails and testicles and, and everything <laughs> no seriously it's, it's oh i know look at look at the stuff that your company sells yeah, uh, you know ovaries yeah like crazy <laughs> and i look to see who buys it and that's where i don't eat but, uh, <laughs> but i mean who knows you know yeah. i got deer heart i got venison heart in my freezer i don't yeah. I, I love it but um, yeah, no, I love the I love cooking because I, I and uh, Dave and I and Bruce went out to uh, ice fish, and I, I broke out the grill, you know, little gas grill, and started up, and we had uh, we had fried eggs. Uh, what was the protein? Um, Italian sausage and polenta. I grilled polenta. You know that. What's polenta? Polenta like cornmeal. Oh. So you can make polenta like, and then put red sauce on it. And, you know, but this polenta comes in a tube, so you're making slices. And I did, I grilled, I grilled slices of polenta. <laughs> then another time around on the ice, and I did, you know, eggs with home fries that I cooked the night before. And then just more, more or less reheated them and bacon. And you're sitting on the ice, you know what it's like. You're freezing your ass off. Nothing like a good meal. And, <laughs> and when you guys, you know, just talk it up, that's all that matters to me. I don't, I don't, you know, it's worth every, every ounce of, uh. Of effort, so that's great, great. That's all good. So that was yeah. What else? The other hobbies I have, um, I can't think of any. But I'm sure there's a couple. Think you got enough? Yeah, I think right. Hobbies are like friends. You got enough. (laughs) You got enough. I got enough friends. Oh, that was classic. I'd love to tell that story, but I don't want to lose our uh, German listeners. Mm. (laughs) Yes. So what else you got going on? Well. I wanted to ask you about, uh, talk about your dad for a minute. Oh, I'd love to talk about my dad. Yeah, I know you do. He's a great guy, Don, Don Tonelli. Yeah. Great guy. So, uh, you know, tell me, did Don, uh, and we mentioned this the other day, which made me think of it, that uh, you were, I was at uh, one of the state parks. Um, where was I? I was in uh, no, where, remember? Yeah, where the price were you? Oh, oh that, that lake. Oh, that, oh, Wallam Lake, Douglas yes, State Park. Yeah, Douglas State Park. So this big lake uh, borders Mass, Rhode Island, and Connecticut. Yeah. All three states dock it. And you, if you have any of those three state fishing licenses, you're good, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. 
so you can go out there with a yeah, mask. You can't really put a line on the water. Right, right. <laughs> See, you know, you, yeah, this, you know, here's the, uh, Connecticut people out. stay yeah. over here. Rhode yeah. Island people stay over there. You mass holes, you stay over here. Right. And I can't really do that. So, um, no, so I was there and you started telling me some stories about your going there with your dad as a kid. Well, when I was a kid, yeah, we used to go there. Douglas State Park was our like weekend getaway because they had, you know, What's that noise? It's the town. Is that of... you? Thirsty <laughs> mofo. Dude, what'd you have for I dinner? Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me. That, no, the, uh, uh, that means it's seven o'clock. Oh yeah. But it's off uh, by they're five. They're off by five minutes. minutes. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, yeah. We used to go there, and that was really a destination for us from Grafton. It was I don't know how long it was. It seemed like it took two minutes. It was probably forty minutes. But uh, yeah, we used to go there and. You know, my, it was like the good old days. We'd set up camp, right? Not that we're not rednecks. I mean, you know, we, we did those little state grills that they had. You know, yeah. my father would bring out the charcoal, and I'd, they'd lose me for hours. And I'd just, I'd just cast along the rocks at Wallam State Park. Yeah, Damn. I mean, uh, Douglas State Park, Wallam Lake, really pretty lake. Yeah. So, you went down the boat ramp, right? Yeah, that yeah. In. So, um, was your dad an avid fisherman? Not avid. Um but he fit, he took me fishing. Yeah. You know. But he didn't hunt though, did he? No. No. no I yeah. I started hunting um really with my cousin Rich. Rich Rich had a couple of, you know, he had a an old Harrington and Richardson single shot 12 gauge topper, break top shotgun, weighed like a pound and a half. He'd put a shotgun shell in that and pull the trigger and start crying. <laughs> <laughs> it would kick the crap out of you wow and then he had an old ruger a ruger um 10-22, which everybody should have you know the rotary magazine 10 shot 22 rifle and just great plinking you know that's how that's growing up gun you know and uh, rich got me into that and then i bought a shotgun and a 22 and then i started getting into the hunting thing like trying to chase down some stock pheasants and stuff like that but then went to umass and got Really tied in with with Dave Morell and you know and that that really spurned the whole hunting thing. Woody, 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 sorry, Woody. And then when I went to work after graduation, Grisky was you know my my comrade at at the, my first company I worked for, and they, he was a big duck hunter. And that I mean just it yeah. was all that you know, and it really it really generated that that hunting like the juice you know that 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 spirit of of the outdoors. Well, that's the thing, to be surrounded by people that do it, know it, love it. Uh, know where to go. Yeah. You know, that kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. Been and doing that's, it forever. And that's kind of the thing. I <clears throat> I had said on one of our podcasts that I'd love to, you know, sponsor a kid or, hey, look me up and, you know, we'll, we'll get you out in the woods. And unfortunately, that hasn't happened because that's probably a creepy creepy thing at this stage <laughs> of the world. But, but uh, yeah, stay six feet over there and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, um no, it's um. Oh, hear that coyote? Oh no, that's a Bichon Freeze. <laughs> yes, that is the <laughs> the one that never I, stops I barking. Know. I wish there was a coyote over there. Yeah, right. Maybe we could rent one. Yeah. <laughs> Make that barking stop. Sorry. No, that's all right. So, so yeah, really, uh, my dad wasn't no, not into hunting. My um, my mother's dad, Chucky, was was a hunter, and uh, my uncle Chuck, his son, was a hunter. So I hunted with him in my adult years, you know, up in New Hampshire and stuff, bear hunting and uh, and deer hunting. But uh, I miss him, too. He's gone, too. But 
But no, that's a great question. And in fact, last Thursday, coming back from Central Mass or Western Central Mass, I stopped at Howe State Park in Spencer. And it's on my Instagram page where we used to go when I was a kid, we'd go to the, the Kenwood Diner, have breakfast with my dad, and then head over and fish the creeks over at uh, Howe Park. And great memories, you know, because yeah. that's where he spent his early adulthood as a salesman in, you know, selling retail for Nabisco was out in the Spencer Brookfield, you know, oh, wow. the, the, you know, no man's land. And it still is. I know. That's where I used to sell because um, nobody went out there. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's like it's really like it seems like it's a million miles away. And it's really not that far, but it's just it's just so removed, yeah. you know. Yeah. So yeah, no, it, it was uh, really fun times, Don, and and uh, I I was walking through there Thursday, and going around this area, and remember the spot where we were when my father threw a, a watermelon back when watermelons were like the size of a cooler. <laughs> yeah. Right now they're like a they look like a volleyball. Yeah. And he threw. <laughs> It was jokingly to my mother's sister, Auntie Helen, threw her a watermelon, and she was about 78 pounds. She was a little <laughs> tiny thing. And dropped it, and the watermelon smashed on the ground. I, re I was at that spot <laughs> 50 years later. Wow. Probably 50 years later, I bet. Was there it still was so water? Cool. Were there still seeds on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> no, but there were watermelon plants everywhere. So... So yeah, House State Park. It was it was pretty. Watermelon toss competition. Yeah, Auntie so, lost. And if there's fumbled. a if there's some weird like disconnect right now, folks, it's because for some inexplicable reason, and my friends at Anchor can't figure it out, they I get cut off at an hour. So that was a quick hour, and you know, in an effort not to uh, bore our listeners, which I don't think we've ever done. I don't know. We've had a couple. Yeah, you think we've had a couple of losers? Yeah, we have a couple of yawners. Oh, really? Oh, that's sad. <laughs> According to Rich and Needham. Oh, yeah, well, Rich and Needham, we're going to get hit. You know what? We, I've got, so I'm going to, all right, so ready? I'm going to go, throw a tease out. All right, right well, hold on, hold on. I spoke to Rich from Needham tonight, and I invited him to oh. call in, and uh, he was not available. That's okay. So he says. Well, April 8th. April 8th, okay. I have a scheduled podcast with. Tony Casino. Chef Tony's going to be on with us. Nice. So that's a couple weeks from now. Um, so he's going to come down. Beautiful. Come come to the house. We're going to have him out back, and uh, we're going to do a little podcast. So All right. A little teaser to our friends out All there right. in podcast All land. Right, Tony. Look forward to seeing you, bud. Tony, 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 Tony. So, dude, um, in episodes past, we've spoken about this mountain lion that was killed in Connecticut um, somewhere around Greenwich or Milford. Is that is Greenwich? I don't know Connecticut very well. Uh, I don't either. Yeah. Okay. So somewhere in that area, and it, they they trace back the genetics, and we had talked about the fact that it came from Minnesota or something. I think she's over here. Dude, want to throw those lights on? Sure. So you got notes? I got notes, and I can't. Oh, I could, guess I could use my phone, but I got lights out here. Yeah, you got lights. So that mountain lion, they estimated was. They estimated that mountain lion to be two to five years old, right? And originally they said it came from the upper Midwest. Well, yes, it did. But it traveled from South Dakota 
And Why? I, How do they know? Like, was it was it was genetics. tagged or genetically? Genetics. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It wasn't tagged. No, it wasn't collared or tagged. Traveled from South Dakota, and they I guess they have trail cam pictures here and there, but somehow minimally detected that animal went from South Dakota to the Upper Peninsula in Michigan into Canada. Wow. And then back through New York State and ended up getting run, o run over on 95 in Connecticut. Oh, what are the chances? What are the chances? I mean, and they, I mean, two to five years old, it didn't, it wasn't like it took 10 years to do it. Right. But they say these males will, will range out looking, you know, for a mate or whatever. And I'm not, not like he's getting competition, but he's also not getting anybody to play with. <laughs> now, how many years ago was this? I think it was 2011. Oh, wow. So yeah. pretty recently. Yeah, relatively ten, recently. Well, 10 years, but, you know. So, so that discussion that we had prompted me to try to figure out some of the... Now, I wouldn't necessarily consider that a migration. Chemos migratory pattern. <laughs> I know what yours is. It's about 30 feet. And we're sitting at the 30-foot mark right now. <laughs> no, but Norfolk Food Mart. Norfolk Food Mart and Shout back, out. Right? Shout out to, Shout out uh, to Dip, Sam, and Vinny. Yep. From yep. all from Nepal. Nepal. Great people. What nice, <laughs> yeah. really nice guys. It's as close as I've ever gotten to the Himalayas. <laughs> <laughs> and it will be the closest you've ever gotten. I used to, I had a dream about climbing Mount, uh, Everest. Mount Everest. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I did uh, have a dream about that. I'm going to grab dip as my Sherpa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no supplemental oxygen dip. You're on your own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, you know, Into Thin Air was a great book. Yeah. John Krakauer. Um, I read that. I read Into the Wild, which was him as well, uh, before the movie. I didn't. I never watched the movie because I, that book was so amazing that I said the, the, the you know the movie could never live up. Right. And what was his name? Uh, Super Tramp, something Super Tramp, the kid. Yeah. What what a sad story. I mean, I went, sad story. I mean, he survived as long as he could in the bus, and he ended up dying from eating like um, raw potato shoots uh. wild potato shoots they were he ate them raw and i guess that gives you like super gastrointestinal distress and mm. diarrhea and he ended up dying but something super tramp now sad story but anyway not about being sad we don't want to talk sad yeah, we're talking so happy. so this this mountain lion less than migration this mountain lion tour mm. or wandering made me think about animal migrations mm. You know, natural, like annual migrations. Sure. It, which is incredible when you start doing some research. So did you start with the uh, the snowbird? <laughs> the, the eastern snowbird? <laughs> no, the eastern, the eastern snowbird? snowbird that like goes 1,500 miles? <laughs> Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, yep. that goes 1,500 miles yep. every year. Yep, to Florida and back. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And, and it's amazing. They leave... At the exact same time every year. And many of them, as Seinfeld once pointed out, put their directional on and they never turn it off for 1,500 miles. Seinfeld says, oh, oh okay, I'm, I'm, yes, I'm turning left. I'm going to Florida. <laughs> right. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Why do they not make turn signals louder? Because I... I'll be on the highway, and I put my left blinker on. That's what we call them in Massachusetts, blinkers. I put my blinker on. Blinker. Blinker. 
and then I'm driving, and then I go back into the middle lane, and my left blink has been on like 22 miles. They need to make that louder. Well, either that or they need to plummet into the the audio system just like your nav does. So you got the radio on, right? And the nav comes on and says, you know, in a half a mile, turn left, and then it, you know, it quiets down the radio, and then it says that, and then the radio comes back. Well, if the turn signal would come across there, right? What's that? What's that noise? Oh, oops! I always feel like such a dumbass. But anyway, going back to less than less than the gray hair migration, the snowbird migration, <laughs> the gray hair, the great gray haired snowbird. Exactly. We're going to we're going to like animals that don't have directionals. <laughs> They're built in. They're built in. So. It's amazing to me how some of these animals do this every year. And I'm going to go, I'm going to start with the Arctic tern, which is a small bird, right? Probably the size of the robins that we're hearing above us right now. They zigzag a route from Greenland to Antarctica and back. The zigzag route, they've, they, you know, they, they track these animals 44,000 miles. <laughs> That's a lot of workout for those wings. <laughs> I, I'm hoping I'm hoping that some of it they're coasting. <laughs> yeah. You know, Pete, it's a lot of turns. That's <laughs> so earlier in the podcast I mentioned Grisky. He shot a um gadwall. And uh, it's he a can. type of type of duck while oh, you're on it. <laughs> Type of duck up in uh, Newbury where we we duck hunt and uh, Massachusetts, Massachusetts, yep, yeah, Newbury, and it had this. I think I might have mentioned this on a, a former podcast. Yes, but we did talk about the this. blue band. Yes, and it was a European gadwall. Gadwall, yeah. And we got this note back. Oh my god! So it must have, it got caught up in a storm and got blown across the Atlantic Ocean, which is amazing to me. Yeah. So okay, so. Good, good for the turn. Forty-four thousand miles. <laughs> no wonder they burn a lot of calories, right? Um, humpback whales no. on the on the in the Pacific Ocean. Five thousand miles between Costa Rica and and Antarctica. Wow, right? Monarch butterflies, twenty-five hundred miles from Mexico to Canada and back. Mm. Oh, by the way, that's a bug. <laughs> It's an insect, right? And yeah. they showed a picture of it, and they, they fly, like, in a line. Well, they're getting a lot of help from the jet stream. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm thinking. This one this one struck me because of a, of a little factoid. Okay. Right? The ruby-throated hummingbird. It flies between eastern United States and Central America, 1,400 miles. And then the, the killer was, and it weighs less than a nickel. <laughs> wow. A little guy, and you know I love my hummingbirds. And I'm putting my I'm putting my feeders up in front of my window pretty soon. I think April first is like when they start doing their little doohickey dooey. And you know they're doing it all over land. They're not oh, yeah. they're not cutting the corner like <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So caribou, caribou Ooh. of the large mammals and ungulates. Ungulate. I was gonna say for uh, go ungulate. Uh, yeah, for an ungulate, three thousand miles. Across North America, every every spring, every fall, three thousand miles they walk, oh, so and they say when you when you're hunting them, so master California, 
Right, right, three thousand <laughs> miles, right, from here to California and back. Mm. And when you when you think about a caribou, and you know, you see him walking over the tundra, and I don't know if you ever seen like their their hoofs, they splay out when they walk. They splay because of the tundra. The tundra is like, like a soggy mess. So that's like a like a camel caribou. It, exactly, like a camel's foot. Right, price. Yeah, very similar. Right, so they they do their thing, and they do it so quickly, like. Guys will say, oh, i got to catch up to them. You can't. As a human, you can't. Really? No, nope, you can't catch up. So that's another interesting fact. This one's got me. This one's got me right Okay, here. talk to me, Goose. All right, talk so ready? The, I, I don't know how to say it. Boweri bar-tailed godwit. It's a bird. It looks like a snipe. It looks like a woodcock kind of long beak, right? It was 18,500 miles. However, of that, Three of those are non-stop flights over 20 days. Mm. So they fly for constantly for 20 days. I think I'm in the wrong profession. <laughs> I want to study these bizarre birds. So you want to know what their trail is? Yes. They go from New Zealand to Asia. <laughs> That's an easy flight. To Alaska. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> from Alaska back to New Zealand. That's a quick flight. You kidding me? God, I wouldn't want to do that on a, on a jetliner. No, I wouldn't want to do it yeah, ever. Right? I wouldn't ever. want to do that over the course of my entire life. Right. That's <laughs> unbelievable. And then you talked earlier about the Great Whites. That, yes. That some are here in the in in New England, and we they're, they're proliferating. They're eating a shitload of seals. The seal population is insane. Then they go. And they, they actually mate somewhere, and they give birth, which is I don't think has ever been recorded. I don't think there's ever been a, a – and everyone says great white shark. The white shark has never been recorded giving birth um, in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> Just yeah. getting around Florida. <laughs> yeah, well, even they, they travel um, up uh, along Jacksonville and up along North Carolina. Right. And they head back down, uh, and then they make the loop. The loop. The loop, man. They get After over. they maybe, what was that? <laughs> maybe kill a bunch of people and a shitload of seals. There was a great video last year. Someone had their, their smartphone out and videotaped. Did you call it videotaping? Recorded. Recorded. Yeah. I know. I say videotaping. Yeah, weird. You are old. I, yeah, getting older by the second. Beta. But they uh, they recorded at, in Chatham, I think, near your brother-in-law's house, this Great white or white shark that came up and slaughtered a seal oh. and left a big old scarlet pool of blood. Oh, it's it's right out of a horror flick when they when they oh. feed. Oh, it's unbelievable. Oh. That ocean turns red. Mm. <clears throat> those little that those little of, seals have a lot of blood in them. Half a seal pops up out of the water. <laughs> oh, oh. I was uh, I fished Papanesset two years ago and went out in the. There was a dead seal on the beach, and he had he had some bite marks on him. Yeah, and then then I you know proceed to go out in the water up did to my chest. Him? Did you poke him with a stick? <laughs> of course, like every kid. Of course, you always do that. <laughs> right? You poke him, make sure he's dead. Make the smell come out. <laughs> I was fishing with Colin once in Papanesset, and he, I you know, when he was a kid, I bought him little waders and stuff. We'd go out, we'd get out there and fly cast to, to stripers and stuff. And all of a sudden, we're, we're fishing one day. He goes, Dad, look at that. And it was a striper, maybe 20 inches, but it had no tail. Uh, the tail was bit off. 
at like the where the you know body becomes a tail. So how did stump. he pro- how did he propel himself? He wasn't <laughs> propelling himself very well at all. He was f- floundering. Oh, oh. So Colin his, goes, Dad, wagging his stump. <laughs> wagging his stump. Colin goes, Dad, what would cause that? And I go, Ooh, probably got eaten by a seal or a shark. And I look, I'm looking around like. We're out here. <laughs> Yikes. So we're out here, too. Let's hope he floated over from the vineyard. But, um, no, too crazy. But, no, it's all about it's all about having a good time out in the, out in the outdoors, Chuck. And we're going to get out there, Thirsty. Quabbin won't so be where's, long. So where's our next fishing spot? Where are we going next week, two weeks, a couple weeks? A we couple gonna weeks. Go? Um, I think we what go. we should do, I think what we should do is find, I'm going to keep tracking. Um, we could we could go down to Nickerson State Park and catch trout tomorrow, but that's a that's a haul. That's a yeah, solid. Yeah. That's a solid couple hours. Yeah, you know? it's down the cape. But they're 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 stocking, and we're gonna we're gonna catch stockfish because there's not much to catch. But we'll um in the next couple of weeks we can get out to one of these ponds locally. Um, they they they're stocking over in Sharon. They're stocking here and there. We yeah. should you know get Maybe out like uh, Douglas State Park. We should head over there, man. Yeah, let's do it. You know. We should do that, but but in the least case, we're going to be out in June. We're going to be down at Quabbin. Yeah, well, hey, run out boats, folks. You know, it's one thing to talk a good game and drink a bunch of beers, talk about fishing. It's a whole another story to get out there. That's right. It's you okay. can't catch a fish you sitting gotta, on the couch. You got to put your money where your mouth is, silly so, bass. And so, <laughs> someone said that to me recently. Oh, Woody, he's like, "Can you think? Are we going to be doing this in ten years?" I go absolutely what's that wearing a mask being out just being out or what was he referring to wearing a diaper yeah no we're gonna (laughs) we'll be out here but we'll be wearing diapers no but it's like you know you can make a shitload of excuses why not to do it or you can just do it and dude i'm telling you i ain't going i ain't going down i'm not gonna die on the couch yeah yeah you know yeah we gotta keep it going we gotta keep it moving not get any younger you're the kind of guy that's gonna walk on slippery rocks and trip, fall, like and the uh, idiot. break your leg. Like the idiot on like alone, alone and, uh, and you're gonna die out there. But yeah, hey, you, you you did it. I did told, it your way. I told you that they, they talked about that on on uh, the Meat Eater. So oddly enough, like with our podcast and with Meat Eater, occasionally there's they talk about stuff that we end up talking about, or we've talked about stuff they end up talking about because it's obvious stuff. Like all the mistakes on a loan that we talked about on yeah, that one episode. It's, it's not because you're listening to them and writing, no, taking no, no, notes. No. It's just coincidence, no, but it's, it's funny. It's very much coincidence, yeah, but it's funny. That, that chick who's like, oh, I'm going to shoot this squirrel. And then she wounds him and she goes over to pick him up and he freaking latches onto her knuckle. Yeah. <laughs> and the dude, oh, these things are like walking on, on dinner plates. And then he snaps his ankle. Yeah. I mean, stupid. don't be a dope. Well, and the third one was the, the chick that was fishing in Alaska. And she's using a fillet knife, and she's oh. cutting it towards herself, and lops half her thumb off. And you're, like, you're sitting there as a as a someone who knows some shit, and you watch. She goes, "Why is she cutting towards?" Her? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, you're like, oh, that was no, destined no, to happen. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, what was the the other one with someone ate something undercooked? Oh, the muskrat dude. Oh. Dude, you kidding some, me? That thing's gonna be so black. That dude like his muskrat, <laughs> lean, rare. Can I get my muskrat oh my, medium rare, please? Are you please? kidding me? My muskrat's gonna be so inedible. I'll get the protein out of it. 
Yeah. Oh my! It's all for what a half a million bucks or something. And then the one guy who killed a moose. Yeah. Which was awesome, but he ended up almost dying because there's no fat. Well, be, you know, well the 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 fat that he stored, the squirrels or raccoons or something. Oh, stole that's right. It. Yeah. Where did he get the fat for that? I, f I forget. Hmm. Yeah. He, he, not he, from the moose. No, he got it from other animals. Yeah. But, uh, he stored that guy. That, that guy was a real deal. Yeah. He was. Yeah, he, he deserved to win. Look at us just pump, pumping up other people. Yeah. Hey, you know, we love everybody. We do. So. Anyway, Alpina, it's been a great podcast. Yeah, no, I think it's been okay. We got it, we got it in our groove. Yeah, good to it's talk. It's been a month since the last one. It always seems like a month. Yeah. Well, month. Seems like a month and a half. A month and a half, no. And we'll be back at it in a couple of weeks with Tony Casino. All right. All right. Sounds good. So, once again, I wanted to say, if anybody wants to be on this with us, we can dial them in. Reach out to me at pestopetepodcast at gmail.com. We'll communicate by email. It's not creepy. We'll get some personal information, you're, you're like a, a little, phone number. A little creepy, but not too creepy. No, but it'd be, wouldn't it be cool? Maybe maybe one of our badasses in Australia and lives in the outback. He's got a little shack. and Maybe, a little, uh, maybe they know Delhi. From when they he might lived, know Delhi. He lived there. But no, reach out at pestopetepodcast Anybody at gmail.com. Anybody listening in, in Adelaide, Adelaide. That, that knows Delhi. Call us. Yeah, call us. No, we're gonna we can dial you in. We'll don't, we'll, you don't know. call collect though. It's expensive. No, yeah, it's a long way. <laughs> but no, that would be so cool if we could do a podcast and then dial in one of our listeners. Just it doesn't have to be for the whole thing. Give us ten minutes of your time. We'll ask you some, you know, really cool questions and and uh, we'll make that happen. Yeah, and then remember our our partners, yes. Quiet Cat, Jefferson's Bourbon, Jack's Abbey, Four Roses. I'm not looking. Um, regulator Boats. Mayflower. Mayflower Brewing. And tonight's special guest. Lance Kelly's Sean. Roast Beef. Uh, Kelly's which, Roast. Jim Rattai, if you're listening, could you combine like 10 minutes with a couple of sandwiches? <laughs> yeah, 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 Jim, I haven't, haven't had any roast beef for a while. Uh, I need to see you. And 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 really the self-deprecating uh, part of this, is that is that the right yes. word? Self-deprecating? No, yes. no. Because that would be like me saying, oh, I suck. I'm self-deprecating. self deprecating Self-promoting. Self-promoting Defecating. Defecate. I could self-defecate <laughs> any minute. Um, no, but self-promoting. If you're listening to us and you like what you're hearing, click on that right-hand star. Give us five stars. If you don't like what you're hearing, don't. But send us a note. Let us know what we're doing wrong. Let us know what you're doing. we're doing right. It's all natural bullshit. It's me and Thirsty Mofo so making shit just happen. Just a little dugout chatter, that's all. A little dugout chatter. So thanks for listening. Episode 26. Just about ready to hit the button, but thanks very much. We appreciate it. Peace out. <laughs>